Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here, Jesse Nelson. We're at Conduit Coffee. Hello. Hello. Back in the old roastery. Indeed. Kind of sitting here on a rainy day. On a rainy day, and it is voting season, actually, as this episode comes out. It'll be just a, a week or less left to cast your vote. If you're in the U.S., we have our midterms. Um, it's voting season. There's yeah, there's so much to talk about. We talk about a lot of things here. Um, uh, well, and this is a subject we've been wanting to get to before, and we've touched on in different ways. Right. I think I've mentioned the title of this episode in several episodes mm. because it's a concept. But I just kind of want to dwell on it a little bit, and it seems appropriate that we would put it out right before the... Uh, mm. what, what is the title of this, of this episode, Jesse? Vote with your dollar. And, and what does that really mean? Well, uh, I think it's really important that we all just vote. I think this is an election that we just need to just, it doesn't matter who you're voting for. Uh, it's really important that we get out and vote and that we participate in this politics. Because right now there's, there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of really important issues and a lot of viewpoints out there. And I think that everybody needs to stand up and have you know, very clear expectations. And we need to follow through with a lot of our rhetoric with how we vote. Um, I think it's, I think it's and, a really valuable privilege as well absolutely and able to do that especially at the local level we have some really incredible things in washington that's going mm -hmm. on right now with uh, i don't want to dwell on too many of the issues specifically but sure yeah there's a lot of things happening at the local po level point yeah, is, i'm trying to avoid the international is, politics you have with this, you but, have the opportunity to stand up and say this is what i believe and this is what i want to see have happen right but the bottom line is please vote yes and i think that uh that that action that like uh this sort of power of your decisions and your actions coming into play at once. Um, right. There's, there's so much momentum right now and, and we, we need to, we need to step up and, and mm -hmm. participate in, in kind of what, what's happening in the future because everything's changing so much. Uh, well, and, and, and what I was, uh, what I was going to touch on is that when we have these political things happening, it's easy to point and say that, that, that is that is you voting. You have this moment, and it all comes to this one point, and then stuff happens. But I think a lot of people don't realize that that very same action happens every single day. Right. Like when you, whenever you, whenever you spend your money on something, your transaction, you are saying, "This is what I believe in, and this is what I want to see happen," whether you realize it or not. It's absolutely true, and I've been thinking about that a lot with some of the new climate change. How you know what what the new UN report says is that we need to cut back our meat consumption by ninety percent. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm thinking about that as I'm buying dinner that has meat in yeah. it, you know, and it's a terrifying thing. It is. Uh, it's a, it's not actually terrifying. I mean, the whole future is terrifying, I think, in that regard. But it's uh, it's not that hard to change your food. You just have to be open to doing that. Um, it is it is difficult, though. It, it, it's difficult in coffee, too. People get their their habits and the things they like in coffee and then asking people to change that. Right. It's like... When, when you can't see the effect right in front of your face to your own life personally, I think it's really hard to get right. people to understand. So I think there's a couple of things to touch on with coffee and, mm. and how we can vote with our dollars with coffee. And I think the first thing for people to realize is that coffee is inherently political. Like it touches so many hands and so many cultures across so much distance that there are, there are you know, the entire world spectrum mm. of viewpoints and religions and you know, behavior systems and all that kind of stuff. Like coffee literally touches all that touches this like weird culture that's happening down in Amazon all the way to the heartbreak of Yemen. And, um, and so it's inherently political. And I think that that's, that's one of those underlying things that when you're buying a cup of coffee, 
that your dollar or whatever with that with that purchase goes towards an incredible diverse right supply chain. We talked about that in another episode, the uh, supply chain magic. Uh, yeah, the supply chain magic being the uh, episode that's actually going to come out next week. Right. Because uh, we, we decided to sit down and record this since... Well, we had to get done, but the, yeah. the whole point is that the supply... the. I see what you're saying. No, because you have, they don't know what you've said in that show yet. <laughs> oh, excuse me. So the next show that's coming out is yeah. uh, Supply Chain Magic. Mm-hmm. It's a busy election season. It is. It yeah, is. and there's a lot on our heads right now. There is. So what you'll hear about in that episode is is how complex the whole supply chain that brings coffee to us. And the whole point of the right. coffee being political right now is just how many hands and how many people mm-hmm. touch on coffee. Well, I, I think um, to, just to jump in on there, one of the interesting things is that uh, when you think about politics, you think a lot about um, well, politics, politics and voting. You think a lot about uh, what is covered in the media, right? Right. Uh, what people are talking about in just general society and that sort of thing. Uh, the only like major media coverage I can think that is controversial as far as coffee goes is when California decided to say that coffee. Oh God! Was I wish you could cancer. hear my eye roll right now. It almost hurts. Like yes. I bet if I sat well, close enough, you could hear my. It's stick been u- it's been that. universally like panned as being like a stupid thing, right? Well, of course, but, but it's that's but it's, what that's what gets into our our people bring that up as that's the politics of coffee. Yeah, that's you the know. Politics. Yet let's let's think about. I mean, there's a lot of things to think about here. Let's talk about conflict in coffee. Yeah. You know, I'm just looking back in our supply room there of all of our green coffee. We have a Congo. You know, we just finished up our Rwandan coffee. We have Uganda. Mm-hmm. We have a Myanmar. You know, I mean, these are countries with incredible diversity and incredible people growing coffee that are also in. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and countries that are using coffee to rebuild their entire society after. Right. Like massively devastating I mean, Rwanda is a great example of that. Yeah. You know? and, and but right uh, now, I mean, I think Con- I mean, the Con- they're trying to do that in the Congo. As well, They're trying. Something. Yeah, I mean, and, everybody's uh, trying. Yemen guess, is hoping to do that. Yemen's and, hoping, but it's getting worse in Yemen. I mean, yeah. so this is, I mean, to, to think about the politics and how we vote and what actually the physical purpose of casting your ballot, voting, not mm-hmm. just voting with your dollar, but voting in the, in the in especially, the, I hate to say it, but the national level is that, you know, you're voting for a viewpoint on this era of conflict. Mm-hmm. And who our partnerships are, and who we're selling weapons to, and whose livelihoods they're bombing, right? We're voting on this rhetoric that comes from agriculture workers in Central America that can't afford to grow coffee anymore because the tariffs and the global disruptions have destroyed the commodity market. I mean, it's literally the commodity sea market is the lowest it's ever been when you count inflation and cost mm-hmm. of living. It's the lowest it's ever been. And it's down to like less than less than 15 cents. Per pound goes to the production processing level, farmer level at all. And on that commodity market. So when you buy better coffee, you support companies like Conduit, but small roasters that are getting in and buying better coffee, direct trade. You know, people that know the traceability, know the farmers, like know where the coffee is coming from. All that means that that there's many more dollars going to those farmers. Mm -hmm. And so it's voting with your dollar. But also, I mean, we cannot forget of all the hands that go into this cup of coffee. And mm-hmm. so when we think about actually voting, we can think about the U.S. Uh, Agency for International Development, USAID, and where our dollars aren't going anymore for those programs and the gutting of the, of the 
the Department of State and, you know, supporting some of this unrest and conflict zones and what actually we're doing with tariffs right now. Like, I can't ship coffee to Canada anymore because there's a new 25% tariff on it. You know, kind of ridiculous wow. stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I can't. It's just that there's new I stuff I mean, that's happening. pretty prohibitive. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, it messes everything <laughs> it up. It was already expensive right. to, to send coffee to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, he's renegotiating. Sorry. Trump, President Trump is renegotiating the postal service code that favored getting products out of places, third world countries like China and places like that cheaper so that they could export here and we wanted their products. But now that all that's equalized, he's readdressing how we spend our postage. So we could actually see a dramatic drop in postage costs to Canada because it's more of an even hmm. playing field these days. So back and forth. The reality is, is that there's so many things that go into your cup of coffee that have to do with every level of politics and right. where we're at. You know, you want to talk about business taxes and B&O taxes, income taxes in Washington State. You know, what we're doing with uh, environmental mitigation for smoke and what we call afterburners or, you know, I mean, anything down the line, there's there's stuff that are important mm -hmm. to think about. I think uh, the concept, uh, you know, we titled the show Vote With Your Dollar, and I think the concept that you can or you do every time you, you go and buy your coffee, whether you're buying whole bean roasted coffee or you're going to a cafe and you're getting a cup, is that you can make a conscious choice to support something specific. Right. I mean, it's, it, you're, making, you're making a choice whether you realize it or not. Like, you're supporting something whether you realize it or right. not, which a lot of people don't ever, ever, ever pick up on. But it, it's, um, it's a pretty awesome thing that you can... Um, you can decide to support these right. other cultures and this this uh, different viewpoint and way yep. of life just by buying your coffee. Exactly, and you're supporting inherit like smaller businesses, smaller cafes. They're paying their employees, they're doing better stuff locally, doing things like that. They tend to be more involved or live closer to their communities. Um, the most beautiful thing about coffee, as opposed to other supporting small businesses and other things with food, the most beautiful thing about coffee is the better the people that you support in coffee. As far as the businesses, the care, the farms, and the roasters that they support, the more you support better coffee and vote with your dollar in a better way, where you're supporting the farmers the best, the better your cup of coffee gets. Yes. And there's not a lot of things that, you know, the more you care about it, the more you care about that story, that actually gets exponentially better. We, we, we can say that there is an objective, direct relationship uh, there. Right. Uh, of course, there, there, there is the, the viewpoint of people who don't see well-made coffee as well-made coffee, who don't care about that kind of thing. Uh, but, but I think that, um, would it be, gosh, this, okay, this is going to be really harsh, but I want to explore it anyways. Would it be unfair? We might have to explore in the okay, third crack. So for no, 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 we can we can explore it here. But yes, Patreon. there's also the third crack. Coffee lovers. No, it's coffeeloversradio.com. <laughs> Stop sharing the wrong address. <laughs> coffeeloversradio.com. Third crack. So for we we have uh, let's say we have this dividing line of uh, looking at the entire sort of sphere of people who drink coffee. There's people who drink coffee and and it's a drug. Right, they're and going for the effect of the coffee. Then that's all they care about. And then there's people who drink coffee for something more. Yeah, you know, they might also probably also do enjoy the you know the effect of it. Right, and and sometimes it fills that role, but they have a deep interest in the craft and the people involved. People who don't have a deep interest in the craft and the people who are involved. Is it is it reasonable to suggest that they don't care about their voice 
Are we taking too much of a leap there? Too much of an assumption? I mean, um, can we say that in coffee? I think that that's, that's you know, them's fighting words in politics. Yeah, I think that is Because that's words. a challenge. Yeah. It's like, and I think that that doesn't have necessarily have to be coffee. Like, it, uh. it can be food in general. But, like, tell me that buying better local hands-on produced food isn't better for everybody. You know, I mean, it costs a little bit more, but... Like, it's better for your, your own systems. I mean, we know that the mineral and vitamin content of organics, you know, small farm-produced food is, is hmm. has more of all those Well, and, and of course, that there's also the, the aspect buying local means that the, the stuff that you're getting doesn't have to travel as far. Right. Which means a lot less energy spent to get it to you, uh, which is a big deal. Um, but... And maybe I can jump in on the, the, the point that I was about to sort of side subject I was about to dive in on, because maybe it relates to this. Uh, this, this idea I've been thinking about in, um, in respect to the global media uh, news outlets. Uh, and, and part of the reason I've been thinking about this is I've been, been watching a few shows lately. So I've been on a Mad Men kick. Uh, and part of the reason I, I like this show is... I mean, I know it's a TV, it's an HBO TV show, right? Uh, or show, it's an HBO, whatever. It's a show, but you kind of get to see a relatively realistic um, representation of life in the 60s. Absolutely. And like their first season, especially, there's a lot of actual real. Yeah, real well, they do, they do follow like events. There's a great the show, This American Life that touches uh, on some of that. And I watch this show and I don't just enjoy like the show, but I'm also thinking about how these people are interacting with the world and with information. Like we live in a world right now where we, we don't have to do anything to get information except pull a, a tiny little square out of our pocket and we have access to all the information in the world. Yeah. It's, it's gone beyond the point of being overwhelmed with information. We're just like sitting in a giant pool of it. It's culture jamming. And, like it and we have, a lot we have of the choice of whether or not to open our eyes and see it or turn away. In the 60s, the only way to get your information was to actively look in sp particular spots, to watch one of a few news stations, to read one of a few newspapers, to listen to a radio channel. And you relied entirely on those, those outlets to accurately and... Uh, accurately and dependently uh, uh, consistently give you the information that you need right to educate you about the world so all of these sort all these sources became key to the developing of a democracy because in order to for people to vote right. and for a democracy to develop you kind of need people to be educated on what they're voting on uh, my favorite book is the Federalist Papers, and that's exactly what they were doing: <laughs> was getting out right. different viewpoints on how we form a government. So this, so this gets me to thinking about how the most powerful thing in democracy is the an electorate that is well informed. A lot of the bad stuff that's happening is probably could probably be reasonably argued is the result of people who are not well informed or drinking very good coffee. Uh, they they probably are not drinking very good coffee either. I'm going to make that reach right now. Okay. That people <laughs> That's are making ill-informed decisions. Um, okay, so we have the most powerful thing in democracy, well-informed electorate. When they're not well-informed, bad things happen. Like, the votes don't get cast as well as they should. 
I don't know. This is getting really judgy. You're digging yourself a hole. I'm just going to sit here quietly and listen to where I'm gonna you're going. Go, I'm going to go into coffee on this now. I know. I think just the same. Fade I think, out. I the... think. No, no, no. I see. I think the same thing happens in coffee. <laughs> I, mean, I totally you agree. Take, I see you where take you're going. People, yeah. to people who are well informed in coffee, like you, you can't learn about all of the intricate things about how your coffee is made, where it's come from, who's involved. Like if you if you shake hands with a farmer who grows your coffee, right. you're not ever turning back from that. No. But I mean, if you learn not, about how it hybridizes and the different, you know, yeah. soil conditions, and then. But if you're not well informed, then you end up drinking less or drinking coffee. garbage. That's we had this conversation from, with a with a potential accountant. They're like, "Well, you can't beat the three dollar Costco coffee," and I was like, "Yes, we can." So what your price says is a lot more than that. It's like, well, it's not about the price. It's about what's going into that cup of coffee and what you're getting out of it, you know. And Yeah, I mean, do we need to have a discussion about uh, colonialism and, and slave labor and, right. and all the farmers in the world who can't even afford to grow coffee? And the thing is, you're willing to put up with that. You're willing to put that into your body and drink that swill. That's that. But you're going to be concerned about where your freaking fabric is made, you know? And the reality is the same. The reality yeah. is like... Is there child labor involved with this? Is there is there just horrendous environmental impact? Is there just no transparency at all? So you don't know those answers. That's the mind. Where's it coming from? About, you're gonna put that into your body yeah. and trust the fact that it's brown liquid and it's hot. Yeah. I mean, like, not only are you willing to choke down grimy char uh, 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 that is this nasty cheap coffee. And people take pride in being able to choke that down, but because it's so cheap, it, it is absolutely devastating to everyone in the chain. Right. It's like, it's, it's such a terrible thing, and on the opposite side is such an amazingly good thing. Like, how can you do anything else? Right. So, voting with your dollar, buying better coffee, supporting that. We're not saying don't get your vanilla latte. Just go to a place that's buying better coffee and support that. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a key thing. Also, Vote! Yes. Vote. Go vote. Yeah, have you have you have you voted, Jesse? I have. Very good. Well done. Yeah, right here. Have you voted listener? Have you? Because if you haven't, why are you listening to us? I think I gotta max out the microphone real quick. Vote! Speaking of voting, we have some people who have voted for us to do a great job with this show <laughs> by becoming Patreons. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Click on that Patreon link. But we have a shout-out for today from one of our new Patreons. Did you like that, Jesse? I did. Um, smooth, I love smooth it. And seamless. So smooth. This oh. is this is from uh, this uh, mostly anonymous by a local customer. Shout-out to Gather Cafe in Chesapeake, Virginia, for being a nonprofit organization owned by Community Church, where 100% of profits go back to those in need in the community. Hashtag Gather for Good. Gathering's awesome. awesome. That's pretty awesome. Their coffee's good too. Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about that gathering. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show. The third crack!